I'm Tanya J. Powers for Fox News Radio. Today I'm spending a few moments with Joan London. Thank you for coming by today. It's a pleasure. I feel like I should call you American icon Joan London Aww. or something huge <laughs> like that. Do you ever get introduced like that? Well, I did spend a few decades in everybody's just, living just rooms and bedrooms. I have, <laughs> I have a lot of men who always say, as I'm out with my husband, I woke up with her every morning. And my <laughs> husband says, really? <laughs> so did I. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty awesome. How, it was it was at least two or three decades. I was there at for least. two decades. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. The, the amount of, I guess people still stop you on the street. Oh, oh yeah. All the time. And of course, now I'm over as a correspondent at the Today Show right. because I just, I guess, have to continue getting up at the, <laughs> at the break of the day, always. <laughs> were you, just a curious aside, were you always a morning person or did, was No, this and a, I'm not anymore, by not. the way. Okay, got it. Uh, I know we're talking about a lot of things and uh, you were diagnosed with triple negative breast cancer yeah. back in 2014. Talk to me about how you got the diagnosis. I mean, were you at, in a doctor's office? Did you get a phone call? How did this go? I'm going to be really honest. I didn't think I was ever going to get breast cancer because I didn't have it in my family history. Mm-hmm. And I just, I didn't realize that less than 15% of women diagnosed with breast cancer ever had a family history. So I just thought it would be somebody else. And I went for my mammogram and uh, I got a 3D mammogram that day and I got a clean bill of health. Then I walked across the hall and had an ultrasound and they told me I had cancer. The only reason why I got that ultrasound that day is because I had been sent to do an interview with Dr. Susan Love, a breast cancer expert, about five years before that. And we had just kind of been chit-chatting, you know, in between takes. And, you know, I told her that my mammograms were always nerve-wracking because they were always calling me in for more pictures because they say that they can't see much because I had dense breasts. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, then you have to be getting an ultrasound because if you have really dense breast tissue, that shows up as white and so does cancer. And it can mask cancer. So that's the only reason why I would not have known to ask for that ultrasound if I hadn't been sent on that interview. So it was kind of a luck of the draw that I got that interview. And that's and thank God. I mean, she saved my life, really. Um, so now it's my turn to kind of pay it forward and make sure that I get the word out to other women everywhere the importance of understanding their breast density. So if anybody's listening and you're getting your mammograms, and by the way, those start at 40, mm-hmm. not 50, 40, um, Ask the radiology the lab where you go, what is my breast density? Because they see it in every single mammogram. And you should know it just like you know your blood pressure and your cholesterol level. There is a, a website that you have because, because you are, once you're a journalist, you're always a journalist. You're that, always that's right. collecting stories. So it shouldn't shock anyone that you're still doing this. You're just, you're doing this about well, a number of topics. But for one of those is breast cancer stories. I love how you are compiling this to help other women. So because I would assume that that whenever anyone gets a, a, a diagnosis of this, the first thing is you, you go to the internet and you try start trying to find things. Uh, this would be a good resource for people to hear other people's stories, I would imagine. Yeah, it's called athomewithjoan.com. And what we did is I went around the country and I interviewed other cancer patients. Ironically, we all turned out to be working women. With, you know, We had to go through that process of telling our children. We had to figure out how to deal with our, you know, or work, you, do you tell your boss, do you tell your coworkers? And they all, I've learned one, learned one thing. When you share your story, other people learn, always. Mm-hmm. And we learn a lot from 
each of these women's journey. Uh, and then I also, of course, interviewed oncologists and oncology nurses because I call them the unsung heroes. They're the ones that spend hours and hours with us that actually give us our, our infusion of chemotherapy and help us you know, with the complexities of navigating that road. Um, and I just think that it's a, a way that people are also kind of attuned these days to taking in their their information. They don't always want it in bullet points. They don't want to feel like they're having to read a book. Um, and so it, these women very graciously um, invited me into their homes because I think that's where people are more comfortable. Um, that's why way back when we designed our Good Morning America said it was a living room mm-hmm. and it made people more comfortable. Um, and I invited the doctors in, into my home for the interviews. And so that's really, that's kind of the centerpiece of this website at Home with Joan. Um, we also, though, want to make it as easy as possible. I kind of call it the dummy sheet for when you go to, <laughs> for when you go to the, the, the doctor. We give you a printable a doctor discussion guide and you can print that thing out and walk into the doctor with these questions and those are the questions you need to ask having a list of things to ask your doctor would be a great start and i think we're all a little intimidated when we go to a doctor it's kind of like like when we were a kid and we got sent to the principal's office you know that's kind of how you feel and then when you get this diagnosis you're even more vulnerable and you kind of lose your voice a little bit which I always really suggest people take someone with them a friend a family member doesn't really matter who it is as long as they're going to be there to be attentive and listen and take lots of notes and sense when you're just not asking the questions you should be asking and be there to be your voice and and to help you out it's extremely important in uh, those first appointments where you're making big decisions. I think it's really, really important to take someone with you. But the whole purpose of At Home with Joan is to empower the patient. The more you can, more information you can give them so that they understand what chemotherapy is and what the risk of chemotherapy is, then all of a sudden they don't feel so vulnerable. Um, They can kind of find their voice. If I can help them find their voice and empower them, um, because what we want them to be is we want them to be a vocal partner in that cancer team and to understand their disease and understand chemotherapy enough to ask the proper questions so that they can make sure that they stay strong, Um, you know, because chemotherapy really beats you down uh, and you're left with a pretty compromised immune system. Let me ask you another uh, question more along the professional and career lines. Uh, As we mentioned, you've been a journalist, uh, I guess, your entire life, and you've brought us so many amazing stories over the years. I know you've covered a lot of big events. You've covered five presidents. Uh, At any point in the last year, has it been tempting to go, you know what, I'd like to jump back into that. You must be kidding. (laughs) (laughs) That, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, vintage Joan London right there. <laughs> I take that as a no. Yeah, no. You know, I, I, I'm fortunately just a special correspondent over at the Today Show, which means that there they, is no such thing as a just a special correspondent. Well, at what the Today it means Show. is that you can pick and choose stories and go on when you want, and that you don't have to go in every day, and you don't have to be a part of the dialogue that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm happy to be where I am to be a health advocate. You know, I'm a doctor's kid that always thought I'd grow up to be a doctor. My dad was a cancer surgeon. And, 
you know, I worked in a hospital for a very short time right before college, and I pretty well figured out there that scalpels and stitches wouldn't be a part of my lifelong career. But I always had it in my heart, and that's why I loved getting the health beat. And when I first joined Good Morning America, you know, I was a woman in the 80s. You didn't get the world leaders or even congressmen. You got you got the woman stories. Well, that was health and wellness and parenting and education and nutrition. Um, they didn't realize back then that kale would be trending today. <laughs> you know, we were like relegated to that role. But it was wonderful because I enjoyed it. I loved interviewing all the doctors and medical researchers. And it certainly kind of carved the path out with great certainty that when I left Good Morning America, almost every campaign I've worked on has been health-related. And I'm happy doing that. It's almost like, well, this diagnosis and this opportunity to be out here empowering cancer patients, I mean, come on, this is my chance to carry on my dad's legacy. You were a voice for women, have been for a long, long time. And it's got to be able to feel pretty good seeing stuff like that and seeing how far, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, back then, I, I remember I was working at Eyewitness News here in, in New York, but mm-hmm. I was also doing Good Morning America part-time. And I got that call one afternoon right before we were going on the air with the 6 o'clock show. And it was my agent telling me that I had the job at Good Morning America. And 30 minutes later... My gynecologist called and told me I was pregnant with my first child. And I was like, oh, my gosh, delight, dilemma, which one is it? And, you know, you can't say no to a job like that. It was pretty daunting, the idea of going, transferring into a show that was live for two hours, and I was going to be walking in with an eight-week-old baby because I was a breastfeeding mom. Back in those days, we couldn't even say breastfeeding. (laughs) That's true. That that there, a lot has changed, and that made ABC kind of think outside the box. If they wanted me on, they had to figure out how to let me do this. And you know that changed that changed the rules in corporate America. At the time, I was just a woman, just putting one foot in front of the other and going to work. But it did change a lot. I love this. You know, I could keep you all day. I know we can't, but I, I really appreciate you coming by to talk to us about all this today. Sure. I'll come back some other time. I'm going to hold you to it. To a few more shows here. <laughs> Absolutely. Joan London and your the website they can look at is At Home With Joan? At Home With Joan, yes. All right. Take a look at it, guys. There's some really valuable information on there. Thank you, Joan London, Thank for you being so our much. guest today. I'm Tanya J. Powers. This is Fox News Radio. This is Jimmy Fallon, inviting you to join me for Fox Across America, where we'll discuss every single one of the Democrats' dumb ideas. Just kidding. It's only a three-hour show. Listen live at noon Eastern or get the podcast at foxacrossamerica.com. Listen to Fox News Podcast shows ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or follow wherever you get your podcasts.